hairs on my body started standing on end. Silent. Nothing there. I fought to get back into my body. You are going to be a vital importance of helping us convince the masses. Type 471. Type 471. Bridge to the other world. Bridge to the other world. Welcome to Type 471. I'm Sam Kitchen. Today I will be speaking with a guest who is interested in, a, or she, she works in an area, a field in which I am very interested. Um, my guest today is Ellen Parsons. She is a Reiki healer, she is a hypnotherapist, and she uh, is a practitioner of Edgar Cayce Egyptian energy healing. And I've been an, uh, a student of the Edgar Cayce material for over 25 years now. So I'm always interested in talking about Edgar Cayce. And I'm very much looking forward to what Ellen Parsons has to say about her work and outlook, etc. It's going to be a good conversation. So Ellen Parsons, welcome to Type 471. How are you doing today? Very well. Thank you for having me today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. Today, <laughs> so you you wanted to begin this interview at exactly three thirty three, and I am also very fond of the number three in three sets, three sets of three. So I just wanted to ask, what specifically does that mean to you? Why did you want to start the show at exactly three thirty three? Well, I listened to my guidance and. I heard 3.33, and I said, okay, 3.33. Really? And for me, that's um, like, I believe in angels, so I always listen, because I can hear. I'm a clear audience. Excellent. And I can also um, see energies. Oh, excellent. Well, we're going to have a lot to talk about today. That's that's really cool. <laughs> so you had you didn't have a preconceived idea about starting the interview at three thirty three. That that it just it wasn't something that just sounded good to you. Uh, you you actually had some guidance about this. Yes, I always ask my guides, like um, like every day. I would go and say, "What are we going to do today?" And you know, just right. go with the flow or just be exactly. Wow. That's that's great. And that's uh, it's interesting that 333 is what came up because 333 is very important to me. So I I'm wondering if if you were if you were guided to that for the same reason that that is important to me and you know, I just it just seems very interesting to me. That's probably it. Wow. <laughs> very cool. Okay, so why don't, why don't we start by you telling us about your background and how you came to work in this in this field, etc. Well, I've always um with you know, the healing part, I grew up where I see like my father always um, you know, been very good with doing healing, but he, you know, he's not like a practicing healer. <clears throat> but when I know that um when he was growing up, when he was a child, he used to go with my um, great-grandfather. And my great-grandfather is um, a shaman. Oh. He does healing. And so as on my mother's side, my great-grandmother is also a healer. So I guess it runs in the family. Very much so. <clears throat> and my, my son now um, is also doing the same thing. Right now he's uh, working in the events and doing workshops. So, right, yeah, great. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, so your your great grandfather was a shaman. Uh, of what of what group? What what group did he come from? It's in the Philippines. I am not, you know, familiar with how you know she where it came from. But that's what I was told that. He's always been a great healer for his community in the Philippines. That's excellent. Wow. 
Uh, yeah, and these things do tend to run in families. You tend to have families of people who are sensitive in, in certain areas. Like Edgar Casey himself, he was, uh, you know, he, he had psychic abilities from the time that he was a child, and his grandfather was also a very sensitive person, and he had abilities in his in his own right. So, I, I mean, th these things do tend to run in families. I come from a family of very sensitive people. You know, we all... Are, are very much in tuned and telepathic and and we you know we're we're all very psychically aware people in my family so i i hear you these things do tend to run in families and that's really great so <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so uh obviously you know you've been kind of inclined along this direction most of your life uh what what made you decide to to take it to the to to the professional level and to to study reiki oh it was just i guess because i've been asking um what i'm supposed to do what am i here for right and i just the the teachers just kept showing up that's what they said once you ask they're gonna come so that's what's been happening with me and so I've been guided to go and do the Reiki. I have a great teacher, well, teachers. So um, I followed the um, um, Master Asui. Mm -hmm. um, that's the, the Reiki master. Um, and the one that introduced that to me is um, a lady named Karen Demers. And she used to live here in Virginia. So I studied under her. And then I also had another um, teacher. It, they just kept popping. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I just followed, you know, wherever my guidance go. I, you know, and I'm a seeker. I, I like to learn a lot. So uh, just, just to back up, how did you first become familiar or how did your Claire audience first begin to manifest in your life? I'm sure this must have be began as a child. I, well, I have a bad left ear growing up. And for some reason, that was a good ear. <laughs> That's where uh, I can hear. Oh, wow. So it's just that like my i hear it like from my mom when i give her you know what she calls massage and i'll just put my hand growing up on you know whatever pain is she'll say you have a very you know your hands are really healing mm -hmm. so my hands heat up when you start you know i start doing the healing uh -huh. it depends on what you, what your body needs it's either a lot of heat or cold it's often the case that energy healers, uh, their, their hands will heat up. There will be intense heat. Um, or like you say, cold. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's, that's why we have the icy hot cream, you know, sometimes you need hot, sometimes you need cold. Uh, and, and yeah. the energies of, of a healer can, can accommodate certainly. That actually reminds me of a, an adept, a monk who would take people to a cave in, I believe it was Tibet. I'm not. I'm not sure if it was Tibet or China. I believe it was Tibet, and and he would uh, demonstrate his Kundalini abilities by actually like dipping his fingers into rock, and the rock would kind of melt, and he would like the his fingerprints are actually still visible in this cave. Have you ever heard of that? Do you know the guy I'm talking about? No, I have not. That's pretty cool. It is. It's super cool. <laughs> I love that. And you can, yeah, you can see these pictures of, of this rock and, and it, it looks like the, the rock was just kind of like mud and he just kind of dipped his fingers in and scooped out the solid rock with his fingers. It's kind of amazing. Wow. Yeah. So the energies of the body, Kundalini healing energies, they, they can do a lot of stuff. That's for sure. Yes. Cause now I also have learned that you can do long distance healing and I've been practicing that too. I have, you know, someone that will ask me to, that they need something and healing and I just send it and then I will get a feedback and says, oh, thank you so much. I feel better. Yeah. I know it works. 
Right. That's, that's excellent. So how does the long distance healing process work for you? Like take us through the, the steps. Basically visualize the person and it's all in the intention. Everything that we do in life, it's all in the intention. But because of old programming, we tend to make it so difficult for all of us because all of us are healers. And when we do things um, like healing the person in front of us, we're basically holding space for them. And they're, um, they're the one that's healing themselves. I think that's where the guidance comes. When you're he when when you're when I'm hearing things, um, basically it's their other aspect or their higher self telling me where to go, and be just the conduit of that energy. Absolutely, yeah. So you mentioned guides. What what are the some of the things that guides might say to you? Like, how does this manifest for you? Paint a paint a clear picture for us of how this process occurs for you. I think for um, most of us know the guys as your guardian angels. So for me, that's what, you know, I have. I always have the guides, just like you. You have your guides with you that came in here. Before you were born, what I have learned is that we have signed a contract with all these guys who, who's going to guide you all through your life here on Earth. And... um basically guide you and what you're supposed to do it's up to you to listen or not mm -hmm. and those are the whispers that you you know basically you hear the thoughts and what you hear is basically it sounds like you but mm -hmm. uh, they're it's it's your guides right just hearing, you're not hearing other people's, you know, other voices and stuff. You're hearing the same voice. That's when the oneness kick in. We are one with the source. I don't know if you have, you know, the same belief that. I absolutely you know, do. Yeah. So that's the guidance. I always work with the highest, you know, vibration. I always work with the divine. And it's. It's just a lovely thing. Just knowing that you that we are never alone, I feel very, very safe. And I know that I, I am not. I've never been alone. It's like when you feel that goosebumps that, you're, that we are always talking about, that's your guide just being there, ready to help us anytime we ask for help. Because they cannot, there's a law, that's a, there's a universal law that they cannot, do anything until you ask. So once we ask for help, that's when they, they come and rescue. They're just waiting for all of us to just ask. Like they're very eager to help us. We just need to ask. That's when I, I guess um, one point in my life where I started asking, like, you know, I feel like I'm just here. So I started asking, please help me. You know, show me the way. Like, what do I have to do to make this life better? And that's when the, you know, that's when I started getting all the answers. We just have to learn how to ask when it's needed. Absolutely. And I am very glad you said that because people really need to know that. People just sit around wondering, much like you described yourself as doing before. You know, what am I supposed to be doing? You know, I feel like I'm just here. What is my purpose? You know, I've, I've actually heard of people saying that just recently. Like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so that's, that's very important. That's a very important message. And people, we're, we're at a time when people really need to embrace that because there's a lot of, you know, uh, just listlessness and uh, pointlessness that people feel these days and they need to know that they, they can just ask they're supposed to just ask and be guided and 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 people will be shown what they're supposed to do yes we can all tap into that energy it's just a matter of us asking it, we're never helpless 
my gosh, if you just open your heart and always live in your heart, everything is just beautiful. Your life will be beautiful every day. Mm-hmm. Always be using the, the gratitude every day and not questioning anything that, you know, like, why did this happen? It shouldn't be that way. It's what, what is this thing teaching me today? And you, you also mentioned going straight to the source. And I think that's a very important message as well. People often talk about relying on uh, higher, what they perceive as higher beings, like extraterrestrials. Um, and and there, there's, that's not to say that there's anything wrong with interacting with these beings, especially beings who are well-intentioned. But it's, it, it is important for our guidance to go straight to the source. You want to go to the highest, the highest source possible. And that is the source. You want to go to the highest vibration. You want to go straight to the highest, not, you know. Yeah. Right, right. Anywhere else. Why why would you go and do that for yourself? Exactly. Yes. I think people don't know. I think people, people are very confused about, what God is. And I mean, none of us can fully define God, but there are things about God that we're supposed to know. And, uh, and people just don't know what that is these days. I think people, we, we kind of have inherited 2000 years of complete misunderstanding of spiritual teachings. And we have the Roman empire to thank for this and the cultural descendants of the Roman empire in Western European culture and all the way on down to ourselves. So things have gotten lost in translation. And so when people think of God these days, they think is, is God just supposed to be this bearded man in the sky? I mean, what, what is God? So I'm, People don't realize exactly what that is and what they're supposed to be going to. God is the source. God is infinity itself, infinite existence. And that's, you know, in the highest source of, of all, you know, existence itself is a conscious living being with free will that created us to be its companions. And and uh, that's the source that we're supposed to be going to. Do, do you agree with all this? I I agree. It's all the old programming, just like what you have mentioned. It, like the the Bible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I the Bible. You as you know, and I know. There's always like um like made by King James or you know, it's it's all been modified, right, for the benefit of all those people so that they can control other people. Absolutely. And why would you do that? Why would you follow someone when you are able to, if if you're able to think for yourself, we are all should be able to think for ourselves. For me, my, what I have learned is that I am God. When they say that God can see everything that we see, can feel whatever we can feel. That's because God is within us. Mm -hmm. And he experienced everything that we experience in life. Absolutely. So we just have to be that sovereign being that we are and stand up for for ourselves. And like Casey said, stand aside and watch self pass by. So we, you know, it's a matter of putting aside our self-interest, our preconceived notions, and going to that source that exists right there within us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as long as we're talking about the Bible and, and, you know, like you said, King James and the various interpretations and, and, and the reason people modified the Bible for their own self-interest, I want to point out, because we have a lot of gender-related issues today, and I want to point out that, because everybody thinks that, that, and you know the bible is saying that god is supposed to be a man and there's a lot of misogyny in the bible that's not the case at all that that is that came with the later interpretations and uh 
And the reality is, like, the, the first three words of the Hebrew Bible make it clear that God is both male and female. Uh, God is wholeness. Gender is divisiveness. D- gender is, you know, one thing or the other. Whereas God is wholeness, completely whole. And so the first three words of the Hebrew Bible make it clear that God is both male and female, or em- embodies both the masculine and the feminine. And uh, the Jordan Codex, the uh, lead and copper bound book found in Jordan that contains the only contemporary portrait of Jesus of Nazareth, makes it clear that Jesus also taught that God encompasses both the masculine and the feminine. So I just wanted to point that out. I mean, we have a lot of misunderstandings today about these things, and, and you know, we, we have our misunderstandings of the Bible and biblical teachings, and then there is actually what the Bible is actually saying. So I just wanted to take a moment to point out, not, not to throw out the baby with the bathwater, just because we, you know, disagree with the interpretations of the Bible that we've been fed our, our whole lives, does not mean we're actually disagreeing with what the Bible is actually saying. We need to learn to discern between the two. Yes, I agree. I think that's what's happening now is what um, most of the um, the light workers um, or way showers showers um, are doing to um, what they call rise of the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. You can see a lot of um, we're, we're trying to balance everything here on Earth because of the you know the old programming that. The man is supposed to be doing this and that, and that God is a man. Right. The source is only man, but now it's it's coming up now. The balance of it all. That's why we we have that yin and yang, balancing the feminine and the masculine, and people are feeling that now. Most of the people, but there are still people that are working on it, which is fine. Sure, it's it's a process. Edgar Casey spoke about Arcturians, and uh, he, he spoke about Arcturus as being an area in the universe in which souls may reside after they've developed beyond the place of this earth. Um, and and he, he, he did allude to beings there, but it seems that people have experienced things that kind of... Uh, further specify and elaborate upon the things that Edgar Cayce was talking about in relation to Arcturus and the beings that reside near Arcturus. Um, and and you've, you've said a little bit about that. I want to know your views on the Arcturian people. I had the um, one hypnosis that I did where this um, Arcturian... Uh, I can never. I think her name is Lisa, <laughs> and she she showed up and she's a, the guide for this um, client of mine. And um, I, what a beautiful being! It, apparently, in their place, it's very tropical. So she asked. I I had to put like a couple of blankets because <laughs> I keep my my house like in the sixties. She said she was so cold. <laughs> so um, they're just here. They're here to, to help. And what I ha- was told is that it's basically all in our thoughts. They're a thought away. When they, when, you, when they say that, it's really you ask them and they're right here. Mm-hmm. Right. So they are all beings that they're, they're part of the Galactic Federation of light and they are here to help raise the vibration here on earth and help all of us be awakened when they say be awakened it's just be know who we truly are where we came from and for me my gosh my eye opening really is when i went to mount shasta ah and that's when um, I did the um, workshop with um, this beautiful being also named Kalina Malnar. And she's a very good teacher, too. She shares all her now knowledge to whoever is willing to learn. 
So she is a light language activator. So I got activated in Mount Shasta with her and all this um, beautiful soul family that, that I met over there. And um, when we were getting activated, I you know, didn't know what to expect. We don't expect anything. No, you know. And I went there with my son, too. He's the one that made it happen for me because I was having second thought if I should go or not. But with, with uh, Kalina, I've been following her before this and seeing her um, videos in YouTube. And then one day, my son told me that she's having a workshop in Mount Shasta. Would you like to go? And I said, eh, I don't know. And then she's, he said, well, I bought the ticket already. So I said, I guess we're going. <laughs> so we went. Uh, and uh, so we were getting, we went to the mountain. I think it's called Flat Top. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Um, so we were there. Um, and um, we were getting activated by her. And there was a lady I that was standing right next to me. So I got activated and she got activated. And after we got activated, she said, she came back to us and she said, Hey, you two, they just told me that you are galactic sisters. And once she said that, it's like an activation of like, Whoa, like I have known this girl, this lady for a long time. And we just hugged and spoke to um, each other. And she told us to just go over there in the side and, and, you know, they told me that you got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> we did. Wow. It was a beautiful thing. This is the first time that I'm walking with her and seeing her as light, beautiful light. Everyone that was there, I was looking at them. After act, being activated, I can see everyone's light. Because that's what we are made of. We are made of light. Oh, yes. And that's the whole reason why we are. Um, placed in different uh, places because of our light. What they call the grid, we make that grid here on Earth to balance it. And so it was just from then on, it was just magical. Everything was magic for me. And after that day, me and the um, my son and the other, um, I think one, two, three, five of us went. Um, touring around Mount Shasta and the gentleman um, took us to Pluto's cave. I don't know if you've been there. I have it. People have been telling me. You have to go. Oh my gosh. You have to go. So Pluto's cave, we went walking. This is just so, um, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful in there. We were walking in and I started seeing like all around me. Um, purple mm-hmm. and all my steps were green and I said oh my gosh Augie what's going on and he says mother is with us the energy was just so beautiful and loving so all the steps I can see green and purple all around and then we walk and there are big boulders there that you have to walk on and to go through that cave I know that they are guiding us all through that cave and we we had to go at the very end of it that was our guidance because they wanted to to go down and i said no they said stop here so it looks like a theater and everywhere you look it looks like you're outside earth like in the galaxy because there are stars and you can see a big head and uh shadow you know you can see shadow people or beings in in the cave you can, itself you can see all these things in the cave the, yeah i and i just started blurting out with uh light language songs and then they started all the um uh, the people that was with you know that were with me started saying their light language also and then uh one of the um, one of the people that I was with, he said that the, one of the beings uh, said that, thank you so much for being here. It, it's time. Basically, the change is now. So it's, yeah. I think that's 
it was just it's it's everybody's voting for all of us to make that change to just be awakened and know that what what we truly are here for we're just not here to just eat sleep and go to work that's not our main goal i couldn't agree more and everything you've said that's just so beautiful what an amazing experience what an amazing level of awareness to participate in well that's going out so we were done with whatever we we did what we had to do so walking out of the cave i just realized how hard it will be to go back out because of the big boulders when we were walking in it was just like a fun thing like nothing was you know like you're floating to go inside (laughs) and i like oh how did we get here (laughs) <laughs> so i said i i shouted and says hey angels we need help and in the middle of that cave there was light that came out from the sky wow and there was a white feather that was floating in that light and i'm like and then my my son shouted mom it's right here they put lots of feathers in our path where we're supposed to walk feathers that wasn't there when we came in whoa and you found your way out that way and we found our way out nice and safe oh that's amazing i love that oh my gosh that was the magic very magical yes you have to go to pluto's gate Oh, yes, I do. People have been telling me about it and how I need to go. And I, I, it's definitely on my list of things that I have to explore in this area. See, I, I moved to Siskiyou County. I, I lost everything in the campfire in paradise. And uh, I chose to come to Siskiyou County after that because of just the, the nature of this area, because of the things that happen here, because of the experiences that people have here and the spiritual nature of this area, as well as the, the Bigfoot and Sasquatch experiences that people have here. I'm, I'm very big into investigating Sasquatch. Um, it, so it's, it, this, this is kind of an epicenter of all the things that I want to bring people's awareness to. So that's why I chose to come to Siskiyou County. And Pluto's Cave is one of those areas that people keep talking about as being a very special place to explore. It's just that there are so many places. There's so much in this area to explore. I mean, I could spend the rest yeah. of my life here and, you know, I mean, maybe I'll make a dent in it. Who knows? But, uh, you know, it's just, it, there's so much to explore here. But yes, Pluto's Cave is definitely one of those prominent areas that I need to visit very soon. When it's time, you will be there. Yes, certainly. I, I think it's interesting that you mentioned the colors purple and green, that your feet, your footsteps lit up green, and and there was there was also purple energy that you were seeing. The, the, this strikes me as interesting for a few different reasons. First of all, purple and green are complementary opposite colors on the color spectrum. Um, mm. Secondly... Uh, green is a healing color and purple is a, a color of very, very high spiritual awareness. That's a very high vibrational color that we experience in the top, uh, the, 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 our highest chakras. So yeah. th- this, this strikes me as very appropriate that these two colors would appear together. It's like being in a when they say that you are, a, we are a multi-dimensional being, and like seeing the universe within us and being there, because we can just be there in one blink of an eye, and I felt like we're there, like we're we're. It's very hard to explain, but it's my goodness. I wish, I wish everyone can be there, and at that time it was just a very. My goodness, a great blessing to be able to experience that. I always call it magic. Well, that seems as good a word for it as any. I mean, it's. It, <laughs> I actually had this conversation with someone recently, like how we were talking about the word magic. 
I, I mean, like a lot of people don't like, you know, they think the word magic is silly. But then I was talking to this person and I said, well, I mean, we, we participate in infinity. We are part of the infinite. And in, in infinity, there is infinite possibility. And that is the reality in, of which we are a part. And, and, you know, I mean, that that's magic. Infinity, existence itself is magic, I think. So I think that's a perfectly appropriate word to use. Yeah, I agree. You, you mentioned something a few minutes ago about uh, this this person. Um, you, you mentioned that they were accustomed to a tropical climate and you keep it at like 60 degrees in your house. Just, just to clarify, you mean that the Arcturian entity that, that they were channeling is from a very tropical yes. climate? Gotcha. Yes. Basically, yeah. I borrowed the the body of my um my client so that's the only way they can speak through the person through the person through through the client and they are basically experiencing whatever we are experiencing once they get into the body with the hypnosis i guess that for me because i have learned that uh past life regression over at the are i was just going to ask you about the are sorry go ahead so Ever since I have been doing it, all, most of my clients have been shown uh, different stuff, like the one that I sent you with uh, Archangel Michael, or uh, one of my clients also have been shown um, his future, what he's going to be doing. And with that client, the Arcturian showed up because she was needing help on what she needs to do. And as the guide, she showed up and was telling her what she needed to do. And it's really just for us, whatever, I guess, for the hypnosis, if, if anyone is um, curious about it, if you will be shown whatever you need at the time you have that session. Yes, absolutely. So I, I would like to talk now about your work at the ARE. I want to know about your involvement with the Edgar Casey material, how you first got into it, uh, what you studied, and and I want very much to learn about uh, your involvement with the Edgar Casey Egyptian energy healing. So let's let's start from the beginning of your involvement with the Edgar Casey material and just go on from there. Well, for me, I I, I was working in this um, staffing. Uh, agency before and I kept passing this building and I said why is this building here <laughs> I didn't even know anything about Edgar Casey mm -hmm. and then one day there was a gentleman that came into our office and he asked if he could fill out an application so I said okay and then he worked for us for a while and and then after I have lost my admin assistant, I asked him because I saw that he could do all this stuff. I asked if he would like to come and work in the office with me. And then um, after, what, few days or weeks working together, that's when I started asking about um, metaphysical stuff. And then he said, okay, uh, he took me to uh, Edgar Casey, um, the ARE. They had workshops and, you know, I listened to that. They have some psychic fairs and that's how it started with me. It's him introducing me to Edgar Casey. And then now I'm part of the Glad Helpers where we do healing ah. um, every Wednesday. But because of the pandemic, we stopped going over there. Now it's just, I guess, starting to go in the normal thing again. Because we've been doing the, the thing in the um, internet. We've been doing healing for whoever requests for healing. And, of course, always praying for the whole world. That's every week. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I've actually been wanting to participate in a prayer group uh, to that that is oriented toward. Well, I mean, you know, we need prayer groups, worldwide prayer for all mm -hmm. any number of things. But I've been lately wanting to participate in a prayer group uh, specifically gold toward ending the pandemic. Are there prayer groups in place at the ARE that, that are focused on that? Um, no, they don't really just 
categorize anything. It's just whoever is sick, whoever needs the prayers, you know, we pray for them. Mm-hmm. And then we pray for just basically for everybody, for the whole entire world. That's every week, just to keep peace, love, and just good health for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's something I do on my own. And I've been wanting to connect with other people who do this. And I, I should have reached out to the ARE about this. Um, you know, like I said, I've been uh, like a huge devotee of the Edgar Casey material for 25, more than 25 years now. So, I mean, I, it's, this is something I should have done, but uh, just recently I've been... Th- I'll give you a phone number of the lady that I that works there. Great. So yeah, that'd be great. We can hook up with her. Excellent. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I should get some contact information that I can publish, uh, you know, publicly so that people can participate in this as well. So I, Edgar Casey said a lot about prehistoric ancient Egypt and, uh, the advanced civilization that escaped the end of the ice age there, as well as a number of different groups of people from, from the world, uh, congregating in Egypt at that time. And the amazing things that came about during that time, both technologically and spiritually, and of course these two things are meant to complement one an, one another and go hand in hand, technology and spiritual awareness. So he talked a lot about the advanced healing that took place in prehistoric Egypt, and I take it that the Egyptian, uh, the Edgar Casey Egyptian energy healing uh, must be derived from what he had to say about that. Uh, can you elaborate on that for us? I believe, it, yes, that's that's true. But most of the um, the things that I have learned from that, I, I practice it only when it's needed. So I'm not too, um, I don't practice it that often because for me, whatever the client needs, that's what they will get. So for the Egyptian thing, I, I only use it whenever it, it's needed, basically. Energy is going to be an energy that needs to just flow through me and just, give it to the person that that needs it because there's a lot of like you have to, to draw it and so it's more of a specialized thing or it, it only comes into play every once in a while it's not your it's not your daily thing that you it's not that, right okay no so how does the edgar casey egyptian energy healing differ from what you do on a daily basis what i have learned over there it's a lot of uh uh, signs that they, you have to draw, not like not draw in with a pen, but just to sign it to make sure that you know all those uh, signs that they use. So it's a little bit more complicated as when I go and ask for help from all, you know, from the source, whatever this person needs, that's what we give. So I be the conduit, they bring in the healing energy. And that's what, you know, that's what we give to the client that, you know, that's asking for the healing. And you just keep putting your, you know, wherever your hands needs to go, that's where they guide you. And if there's a, um, a code, a sacred code that needs to be put on the client, we, that's where, what we need to, to give. So, yeah, and the, like the light language that I have learned from the that I have learned, well, I use that too with my healing. Because the light language is a universal language of love. And we all know how to speak it if we, we get activated. Because it all comes from your heart. Yeah, you've mentioned being activated and light language. I, I would like to hear more about this. First of all, what what form does being activated take, or at least what, what did it take for you please describe for us exactly how this comes about you will feel it in your heart and it's very um very healing if i may would you like to for me to speak it yes absolutely i would so <laughs> i've been feeling it that something is coming <laughs> you you've been feeling what now I, i've been feeling the energy that uh. They they would like to share with everyone that is listening right now, and I believe is this is for everyone 
for healing, to help them awaken, and just to know that you are never alone. You are loved. I hooked <laughs> En ukadi anna i hai hai i kika hai i naietai. Ero ula ala lala yatatai i sinna kia. Uratata ya kia ntushi anni hai in te alla ikia. Ek uh ni a ula kest ula meh urat estura an el uka. That was beautiful. Thank you. We are love. Yes. Absolutely. That is the most important thing that we could ever come to understand on this planet, I think, and the way we all participate in that love. What are you experiencing right now? A lot of love. <laughs> they, I, I feel like just enveloping with love. That's the ideal, isn't it? Yeah. It's always a great reminder that we are never alone. And we're not doing this by ourselves, like feeling lonely and stuff. No, we're, we're never alone. Just, just ask. And they're here to help us. Yeah. Always live in that Christ consciousness. Just having it, you know that it's in your heart, that God is, lives within us. And that's, an, that's another thing that people need to understand, what Christ consciousness is. The word Christ itself uh, it comes from the Greek word krestos. And in, mm-hmm. in, in this case, the word means to be anointed. So it means to participate in the highest level of existence. It means to be anointed into the highest level of consciousness and the highest level of being. So, yeah. so the Christ consciousness is something that we are all a part of and that we all are destined to live. It's, yeah. yeah, it's that's the highest form of life. And we are intended. It's, it's not just following a man. It's basically that man was carrying that Christ consciousness. Exactly. Yes. And he, he did show us the pattern about how to achieve that. But the Christ consciousness yeah. is something that we all are a part of. And we do that, you know, by living in a certain way. And, and yeah. which, which in turn cultivates that love that you're speaking about and uh, mm-hmm. elevates our, our consciousness. It all happens simultaneously. It's all part of the same process. I agree. We're in the last few minutes of the show, Ellen. Um, is there anything that you, anything more that you would like to share with us? I'm, I'm going to give your contact information and all that at the very end. Uh, but before I do that, um, is there anything else that you would like to convey to us? Um, basically just be the love that you are. We are all made of love. And know that everyone, all, the help is just a thought away. You need to learn to ask. We all need to learn to ask. Because they cannot help us if we, we don't ask. That's right. Take that initial step and ask. We have to set the thing in motion. We need to ask for, for this to happen. I'm so glad that you shared that message with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. It's, it's been my distinct pleasure, Ellen. Now, 
if we want to learn more about you and what you do, and uh, if we want to contact you and, and, and get involved with what you offer, how do we do that? Well, I have a, um, my site. It's um, E-L-L-E, number two, PSN Cat, O-O-L-J, dot Wixite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E, dot com, slash, energy healing and that's it you'll see my my website and some of my uh hypnosis are there too and i have my phone number too where you can reach me and i can give that out and 954-651-1201 if you need any help someone to talk to you can call me and i'm here to spread the love well that is certainly beautiful and I'm going to put all of your links in the description of this episode, uh, which you can find. You can find Type 471 Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, you, oh. can, you can find it on Apple, Google, Spotify, what have you. Just look for Type 471. And uh, in the, like I said, in the description of this episode, you will find... All of the links to uh, follow Ellen Parsons and what she does, her her Wix site that she referred to, as well as her YouTube channel. And likewise, uh, this show has a brand new YouTube channel. Just look for Type 471 Podcast on YouTube. And again, all of Ellen's contact information is going to be right there in the description of this episode. So, Ellen Parsons, it's been an enlightening conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today on, on Type 471. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure for me, too. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, yes. Yes. My Many blessings. Many blessings to you. God bless you, Ellen. Yes, yeah, thank you. You, too. All right. You take care. Be sure to visit type471.wordpress.com to sign up to be notified when new episodes of this show become available. You can also connect with me on social media, access full episodes of this show, and report your own experiences to me. Just visit type471.wordpress.com. And again, look for the new Type 471 Podcast YouTube channel. Please be sure to like and subscribe. You can also just email me. If you want to report your experiences to me, you can email me at type471podcast at gmail.com. I'm Sam Kitchen. Thanks for listening to Type 471.